What are the three all-time best books for tennis players? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to enter our Twins of Miami live ball contest. We're going to give away three lucky winners right here on the podcast on November 20th. Just grab your email and click on the link in the show notes or visit BackhandCity.com to register. Well, today we're going to go over the three all-time greatest books for tennis players. And what I'm going to do is start with probably the best-selling tennis book. Well, undoubtedly, it is the best-selling tennis book of all time. It was written in the 1970s by a teaching pro and Harvard graduate named Timothy Galway. And he came up with a book entitled The Inner Game of Tennis. It sold over 800,000 copies when it was first published over 30 years ago. This phenomenally successful guide has become the touchstones for hundreds of thousands of people, not just tennis players or even just athletes in general. This handbook works for everyone who wants to improve his or her performance in an activity from playing music to getting ahead at work. So the inner game of tennis is the perfect book if you want to improve your performance. Now, I've told this to people before. And they've bought the book and people either have this gigantic aha moment or they're like, eh, I don't get it. It's a paperback. It's going to cost you about 10 bucks. You can get it on Kindle as well. So give it a shot. But here's what it's going to do. It's going to focus your mind to overcome nervousness, self-doubt, and distractions. It's going to find this state of relaxed concentration that allows you to play at your best level. And it builds skills by practice that you can put together in match play. So think of this as your mental tool belt when you're playing tennis. And I use a lot of these techniques when I do my private lessons. I need to get people in the right mental frame of mind when we're on the practice court. It's not just about physical or technical details. Number two, Days of Grace by Arthur Ashe. It's a memoir. It was written in 1993. Um, he got his, uh, for those of you who are too young to remember this, he was, uh, you've probably heard his name if you're ever going to the U.S. Open because the stadium is named after Arthur Ashe. And I'm just going to read, I've got the hardcover here. My parents gave me this uh, for Christmas in 1993. And I'll read the uh, first paragraph of the sleeve for you. A remarkable and inspiring memoir by a remarkable and inspiring human being. Arthur Ashe, embodiment of courage and grace in every aspect of his life. From his triumphs of the great tennis champion, uh, he beat Jimmy Connors at Wimbledon, and his determined social activism to, in, to his ordeal in the face of death and a casualty of age. Ashe brings us into his childhood in Richmond, Virginia, where he was born in 1943 where his mother died when he was six and where he was raised by a loving and demanding father who set before his son the goals of self-reliance, discipline, and responsibility. 
And Arthur Ashe got AIDS when it wasn't really explained what AIDS was. Uh, it was a very confusing time in the world when uh, Magic Johnson contracted it, then Arthur Ashe had it. So there was a lot of fear in the world, and he was able to just bring calm, dignity, and grace to the world. In fact, uh, when Mike Tyson had his early troubles early in his career, and he spent a uh, significant amount of time in incarceration, said he read The Days of Grace, and it had a huge impact on his rehabilitation. My last and third most prominent all-time tennis book is Open by Andre Agassi. And of course, most of you probably know who Andre Agassi is. He retired at the U.S. Open in 2006. And Andre was one of a reclamation project. Uh, his second half of his career, he was uh, the ultimate overachiever. He left no stone unturned to drive himself to be the best he can. And this book is a reflection of that. It is masterfully written. It is a page Turner. You're not going to be able to put it down. If you're not a tennis player, you're a tennis player. You're going to love this book. Again, I will read the first paragraph on the inside sleeve. He is one of the most beloved athletes in history and one of the most gifted men ever to step on the court. But from his early childhood, Andre hated the game of tennis. Coaxed to swing a racket while he was still in the crib, forced to hit hundreds of balls a day while still in grade school, Agassi resented the constant pressure, even as he drove himself to become a prodigy, an inner conflict that would define him. Now in this beautiful, haunting autobiography, Agassi tells the story of his life framed by such conflicts, a life balanced precariously between self-destruction and perfectionism. Well, those are the three books. You're going to be really fulfilled. Pick one to start and then go from there. And like I said, that first one, it's 50-50. It depends on your mindset. If you're open to improvement and you have a lot of anxiety on the court, the inner game of tennis is the key to that book. In fact, Billie Jean King calls it the Bible for tennis players. Well, that's this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google, Spot, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can also listen on BackhandCity.com. This is Brian Lutz of Backhand City. We'll see you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove. I believe it was inevitable. 